This is the Meatbag Podcast with Dylan Bedany. Hello everybody and welcome to this instalment of Meatbag. I am your host, Dylan Bettany, and this week we're about to ride the New Year's resolution rollercoaster. Every January it's the same. Many people chanting, New Year, New Me, but by February it's more like, same old me, same old excuses. In this episode, we'll navigate through the debris of abandoned resolutions, explore the common struggles many face when trying to make positive changes and find a way to come out on top. Join me for some resolution revelations. This is episode 17. Last year, in the land of tea and crumpets, 66% of Brits set themselves New Year's resolutions. 2,000 people were interviewed. People of all ages, genders and regions. Health and self-improvement scored higher than family, career, travel and even love. Statistically, the second Friday in January is known as Quitters Day, when the majority of people give up on their resolutions and that day was last week. So many people's goals have already started to wane. You know those goals, those grand declarations we make at the stroke of midnight, often fueled by Prosecco and a misguided sense of optimism as we stumble into a new year. Resolutions are like the promises we make to ourselves in a moment of temporary insanity, convincing ourselves that we can look like Alan Richardson because we've binge-watched a few episodes of Reacher. This year, I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to join the gym, I'm going to get ripped. Come January, it's like clockwork. Every year, every single year, the gyms are packed with a fresh batch of resolutionaries. My gym looks like the Omaha beach scene from Saving Private Ryan. It's a war zone. People everywhere. You can't even get on a treadmill. I have to either go super late or ridiculously early. I'm training under the cover of darkness. I'm operating in the same hours as Batman because nothing says fitness like hiding in the shadows. However, come mid-February, it's like the gym has been hit by some kind of resolution apocalypse. The gym is reset back to its factory settings. So let's look at some reasons why those well-intentioned goals often fail before they really get started. Reason number one. Loss of motivation. When people say to me, I don't know how you go to the gym, I wish you had your motivation. It's not motivation, it's discipline. Motivation is the initial flame, but discipline is the fuel that keeps that fire burning. Discipline is what puts you in the gym, or downward dogging in a yoga class, or doing lengths at your local pool, or training for that work charity run. Discipline is accountability. It involves self-control, responsibility, and a willingness to make sacrifices in the short term for long-term benefits. Discipline helps to stay focused, it resists distraction and helps us persevere. It is crucial for maintaining consistency in pursuing goals. I know I've said it before, but motivation and discipline are like Anne and deck. You need both. Motivation is like the pre-workout of life. Discipline is what gets the job done. And positive habits are developed through repetition. Combined, they contribute to personal growth and goal achievement. Reason number two, forgetfulness. They made a resolution at midnight and now they can't remember it. of news resolutions are forgotten by February. Forgotten. How do you forget a resolution? Especially if it involves, say, losing weight. I'd have thought the 15-inch waist, the shortness of breath going up and down the stairs, or getting a stitch from putting on the shoes would be a great reminder. However, maybe making life-altering decisions while being hammered isn't the best idea. Although, thank you for remembering to listen to the podcast, though. I might be a sarcastic twat, but seriously, I love you guys. Reason number three. I don't have enough time. I'm just too busy. I've got so much going on with life and stuff. Well, 
We're all dealing with life and stuff. That's adulthood. We're all juggling responsibilities. We've all got the same 24 hours in a day. You don't need a DeLorean to lose weight or get fitter or stronger or leaner. The Rock doesn't have a secret stash of extra hours hidden somewhere that he's not sharing with the rest of us. I don't have time for the gym. But you had time to binge watch 8 hours of Fool Me Once on Netflix last weekend. Time magically appears when juicy plot twists are involved. If you think you don't have time, most smartphones show you how many hours a day you spend on social media. That's a massive eye-opener. Honestly, if you can binge watch a whole season of a TV show, you can find 40 minutes for a workout. It's not about time, it's about priorities. So next time you think you don't have time for the gym, maybe take a peek at your screen time or your recently watched list on Netflix. Reason number four. Too high expectations or unrealistic goals. It's important to set goals that are realistic. You can't be expecting a Christmas miracle. If your goal is to lose weight, put a number on it, but start small, make it achievable. Let's say you need to drop 20 pounds. Start with a realistic goal like the first five pounds. Give yourself a realistic time frame. When I was a fat boy, I had no plans of having super low body fat or abs. I just wanted to stop looking like the before picture. I wanted to be leaner. I knew I needed to make a change. Even then I knew it was going to take time, but I set a realistic goal of losing 10 pounds. I ended up shedding over 40 pounds. It's about making progress and having patience. Same with the gym. If your goal is to shoulder press those 40 kg dumbbells, if you're currently lifting 32 kg, you have to embrace the journey. Unless you've got some Captain America super soldier serum pumping through your veins, you have to take it one step at a time. All goals take steps. Work to the 34 kg, then the 36. It's a process, but it's a fun process. Reason number five, accountability. Let's talk about accountability, or should I say, the lack thereof. You started out strong, decided to take on the challenge of eating healthier, getting fitter. You promised yourself that you'd hit the gym three times a week, but then Apple TV releases a new season of your favourite TV show, and then it's, oh, oh, the gym can wait. I've got some serious binge watching to do. I've been there too. We're all certified experts in the art of self-sabotage. However, let's not turn the gym into a guilt trip destination. The gym shouldn't be a place where we pay to feel guilty about not attending. We can all do it, trust me. If this former fat boy can do it, so can you. And as I've mentioned previously, I have ADHD. I have almost no focus. So if I can get my former fat boy ass in the gym and change my eating habits, then so can you. If you want to be more accountable, you can share your goals, share your journey with your friends or your family. You can use your calendar to not only plan your gym sessions, but also your non-gym days too. Catch up on those TV shows. It's about balance. Talk to people who share your goals, those who are crushing it and even those who threw in the towel. Then decide which of these you want to be. And remember, even Batman had Halford to hold him accountable. Reason six, no self-belief. I can't do it. Who told you that? Oh yeah, you did. Stop being your own worst enemy. If you think you can't do it, then prove yourself wrong. I'm not saying you have to stand in front of the mirror like some self-help guru reciting affirmations. We all have the moments when we doubt ourselves. Self-belief, confidence, it's like abs. You've got to work at it. The only limit that exists are the ones that we set for ourselves. You will 100% fail at something if you throw in the towel. So don't be a queer. Celebrate those small victories. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Every small step is a step in the right direction. Reason seven, social situations. 
When you set a goal, even if you're doing everything right, your mindset is as clear as those eight glasses of water that you've been drinking. And then your friends and your family are there throwing your curveballs. It's often, come on, one more drink won't hurt, or insisting you eat a slice of cake. Even though you've said no three times, your friends, your work colleagues, your family might not share your mindset, especially since most of them may have spent their entire life giving up on their resolutions and their goals. Peer pressure is the kryptonite of resolutions. Remember, no is a full sentence. Maybe one slice of cake won't hurt. Maybe one drink is fine. But it's your choice. It's your life. And it's your body. And people don't understand that whether you eat that cake or not, it has no effect on their life. But somehow, they've got to give you their opinion. Even I get nutritional advice from the friends who are like the living embodiment of unhealthy choices. Thanks for the tips, guys. Um, What nutritional certification do you hold again? Reason eight is not enough money. The classic, I can't afford to be fit excuse. Yep, let's blame your lack of a six pack on the economy. I get it. It's not a valid excuse, but there's some twisted logic to it. Low quality carbs are super cheap and high quality protein is more expensive. Gyms aren't free unless, once you're in prison, but then the only membership fee is your freedom. But it doesn't have to cost you an arm and a leg. With any goal, in the beginning, there will always be some kind of outlay. Ultimately, though, your health, it's its an investment, not an expense. Besides, I'd much prefer thick thighs than a thick wallet. It's important to adjust your goals. Life throws curveballs. If, say, your goal was to hit the gym five times a week and suddenly you have a family emergency or a work crisis, you've got to adjust. Flexibility is key. Just like navigating through the unpredictable twists in life, setbacks are a natural part of any transformative journey. Don't see them as failures. Use them as a learning opportunity. Adjust your approach and keep moving forward. It's essential to acknowledge and celebrate your progress. Celebrate those little wins, those little milestones. Did you resist that extra slice of pizza? Did you manage to drag yourself out of bed for that Monday morning gym session? Positive reinforcement boosts your morale and it reinforces the idea that the journey itself is an accomplishment. In conclusion, recognize the efforts you put in. It's about the positive changes you make along the way. It's about breaking down those goals into manageable steps. So set your goals wisely, stay committed, stay flexible, leave room for the unexpected, reward yourself and remember life's too short to not be your own biggest fan. Thanks for listening and I'll see you guys next week. Stay safe everybody. I'm super pumped to have this podcast. I'm here to help you through the unbelievable world of healthy eating, fad diets, TikTok trends. I'll be debunking myths and deciphering Brenda from Work's food recommendations. Here we'll cut through the fluff and the nonsense, possibly some oversharing, definitely some ranting, but I promise it's going to be eye-opening. Thanks for listening and as always, stay safe everybody. This is the Meat Bag Podcast with Dylan Bedenese.